Abarath. You will not see it marked on any map, nor will you find anyone willing to take you there should you happen to know its location. Though the promise of untold riches features within the stories associated with this place, so do those of Abarath, the creature set to stand guard over the subterranean labyrinth that goes by the name of Philae's Mott. During my travels, I had heard countless stories of careless souls who, in their earnest to find their fortune, entered the Mott, never to be heard from again. No doubt you grow weary of hearing such a tale rehashed and repeated ad infinitum, so allow me to present a different version of this famous yarn. It was 1964. I was twenty-one, foolish and headstrong. My friend Albert and I had taken to the roads that summer, driving across the country in a bit to leave the pressures of university life far behind us. Albert was a bookish sort, and he had taken it upon himself to mark out a series of places that he thought would be interesting to visit. We saw historical monuments, quaint English villages, and countless other remnants of our country's rich heritage. It was Filey's Mott that was to be our last stop. Albert explained how he had stumbled across an interesting legend while researching one of his more arcane texts earlier that term. It told of a subterranean labyrinth that at its heart contained wealth beyond all measure. Worryingly, the book also spoke of an unholy guardian that keeps a constant vigil over the maze. Further research yielded several possible locations of the Mott, but little more in the way of insight as to its content. It was the final location on our list of places to visit that proved to be the most telling, for the villages of name admitted came forth with an abundance of information regarding the Mott. The tongues in the village tavern, once suitably loosened with ale, began to wag and warn of the folly of our plan. Though none could point to the exact origin of the Mott, all in attendance agreed that it predated local records, and several argued that the Saxons and Celts were aware of the Mott. One gentleman, who wished to remain anonymous, said that the site was once used for pagan worship, and that the beast that was contained within was imprisoned by a brotherhood of warlocks, whose lineage had long since faded to dust. With our interests piqued, we decided to head to the site come sunrise. We searched the area that we believed contained Filey's Mott for many hours before finally locating the hole in the ground which would grant us access. A quick inspection under torchlight revealed a narrow slipway that angled steeply downwards before disappearing into the gloom. It was clear that we would need to leave our bags behind and that this was not to be our exit point. Though I would not admit it at the time, I felt a choking sense of dread as I positioned myself above the entrance. Not wishing Albert to sense my unease, I ushered him to follow before disappearing below ground. The slipway was smooth and my descent rapid. I have no idea just how far the shaft burrowed beneath the surface, but it took nearly a full minute for the passageway to level itself out. It was cold this far below ground, a cold that I have never felt before nor since. A quick recce of the area while I waited for Albert's arrival revealed that I was standing in a small antechamber. The beginning of a labyrinth lay before me. Once Albert had acquainted himself with his surroundings, alas, his torch did not survive the descent intact, we began our exploration. Labyrinth 
fails to describe the splendid complexity of what lay within Filey's mot. I had often wondered why there was no map in existence that detailed the layout of the mot, but upon seeing the maze for myself, I began to understand why. To plot every possible route would take several lifetimes alone, and with the beastly arborath upon your trail, the inconceivable quickly becomes impossible. The further we traveled, the more curious our surroundings became. The tunnels that we navigated began to take on an organic look, and at times I saw the walls begin to pulse. The air grew thick the deeper we ventured, and a heavy odor that I can only describe as rotted meat lingered all around. After countless hours of backtracking and dead ends, it was with a heavy heart that I admitted our misfortune. We were lost.'